get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Cardinal right-hander Adam, Adam Wainwright with us now on the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line on 101 ESPN. Michelle Smallman, Randy Carricker. Good morning, sir. How are you? I'm doing great. How are y'all doing? Everything's good. Okay, you heard that Antonio Brown is back with the Bucks, but they have Mike Evans and they have Chris Godwin, they have Gronk, they have Scotty Miller. So as a champion fantasy football player, is Antonio Brown a guy that intrigues you in the middle rounds when you get into your fantasy <laughs> football draft? Uh, no, I don't think so. I mean, they, there's so many weapons on that team. Uh, it's really kind of hard to lock in on one, isn't it? I mean, like Gronk, you know, he was going to be basically unstoppable in the in the red zone once he got going last year, once he started filling out a little bit and getting back into football shape. But then you got Godwin, then you got Evans. So I don't know. I, I like those big receivers a little bit better, especially Mike Evans. I mean, nobody can really cover that guy. Um, and quite frankly, you never know what. Antonio Brown's going to do. Exactly. So uh, I I, uh, I respect him as an athlete for sure. I mean, he's got great talent. He's incredible for a long time. There's just so many weapons on that team. You never know who's going to throw the ball to, which is exactly why Tom Brady signed with the Bucks. <laughs> Absolutely, Adam. Brandy mentioned that you're a fantasy football champion. Are you locked into the draft? Are you getting your scouting for your team done now? Yeah, I'll do some. I mean, especially since I'm a Jaguars fan. Um, so I'm, I'm looking forward to, uh, to the new coach getting in there and hopefully drafting Trevor Lawrence, um, big Trevor Lawrence fan, big, big Dabo Sweeney Clemson fan. I mean, I'm a, I'm a Georgia bulldog at heart, but I love Dabo. I love Trevor Lawrence, what they were able to do over there at Clemson. So I don't know. They, they have, they just, you know what, several years ago. So I'll, I'll give you a brief run now. What happened? I grew up a Falcons fan until about 95 when. Uh, Jacksonville got the Jaguars and Jacksonville is only an hour from my hometown. Atlanta is about five hours from my hometown. So occasionally me and my friends would go down to Alltel stadium, catch a couple of Jaguars games. Back then they were really good. They had, you know, Keenan McCardell, Jimmy Smith, Fred Taylor. Um, they had Tony Baselli was the big offensive lineman and they had just a great team. They went to the NFC championship game. It was just fun to watch them, you know, and they were so close. It made it fun. And then they had those dark years where it was just, you know, still kind of trying to crawl out of almost, they almost got out of the dark years and then they traded all their good players. Um, but they had those dark years and, and I came up here to St. Louis and I'm like, you know what? Shoot. I'm going all in Rams. I'm going all in. Mm-hmm. I'm just, you know, I bought Rams gear. I'm going to start going to practices and games and, Next year they moved. <laughs> so just, you know, that's kind of how my uh, my football watching experience has been as a fan. I'll, I'll go hard in on somebody and then and then they'll 
go up and move. So I know there was lots of Rams fans that that's just bringing up bad thoughts about. But, uh, you know, I was one of those Rams fans that when they moved, it kind of broke my heart because I was like, you know, finally I'm going to have a team, you know, that, that I'm going to stick with. And so that's what I'm doing with the Jaguars. So I'm hoping that they draft Trevor Lawrence and get a couple of get a couple of good linemen on the offensive side and defensive side to protect him. Um, but other than that, I mean, you got nothing if you don't have an offensive line. So right. hopefully they get a couple of guys. I mean, they had, if you look at their team a couple of years ago, their defense was stellar. It was the number one team in the entire NFL on the defensive side of the ball. Only thing that they had great offensive players also. Only thing they needed was a quarterback. And they went all in on their quarterback and gave everybody else up. I just couldn't even believe it. Everybody in the world was like, what is going on? Well, Adam, we just appreciate that you're not still cheering for the Rams. That's okay. We, we're glad that you're a Jags fan. We accept that. Um, but we wanted to talk to you about the game last night. You get the win 5-2. to two. Carlos Martinez was great. He goes 7 and a third, one earned run. He gets his first win as a starter since 2018. And we want to know, what are you seeing out of Carlos so far this season? Well, I mean, he's and, – and Nolan said it last night on the, on the post game. He has had some rotten luck. I mean, you know – I think back to a couple of his games, his last game against Philly, he was cruising. And then there was three outs in a row to start the second inning when he gave up like six runs, all three outs. If you asked our defense, our defenders, they should have been made all three of them. You know, we had two grounders in the infield and we had a fly ball into the outfield and none of them got caught and all of them went down as hits. And so, you know, as a pitcher, you know, it's not about just about ERA, but that really sets you back a little bit, you know, and he, he could have had six up, six down. Instead, he's got an inning in the books and six runs across. And then we finally get the second, you know, second and third out of that inning. So it was just a tough, it was a tough situation, but he's had, he's had several games where he was right on the cusp of doing something great. His last game, he went, Six innings, he threw 80 pitches. He could have kept going for sure, um, but we had to hit for him. So you know that's the that's the only tough thing that I don't that as a pitcher you don't appreciate in the National League is, gosh, there's probably 15, maybe 20 innings sometimes that you're going to throw more if you're in the American League style game. But we we uh, we know that, and so you know it's just about keeping our pitch count to a level where. The manager can't look out there. It's just it's physically impossible to look out there and go, gosh, i got to get this guy out of the game. You know, that's what we're trying to do, and that's what he's been doing so well lately. He's challenging the strike zone. He's getting ahead of counts, um, controlling those counts, getting in 0-2-1-2 situations a lot more than, you know, those 2-2-3-2 two, two, two counts. That's where you end up pitching four or five innings and uh, getting lots of ducks on the pond. So he's doing a great job controlling those counts, controlling his emotions out there on the mound really well. He's competing. You can tell he's competing his tail off. Like the end of the game last night when he, he threw a couple of close pitches that didn't get called, he was he was like, come on, baby, call that pitch. And then he was like, ah, so disappointed, which tells me he's into that game big time. And, and uh, when Carlos is into the game, he's really good. Well, you know, last nine starts for the Cardinals, last nine games, 59 innings, 11 earned runs allowed, a 1.68 ERA from you guys, uh, averaging about six and two-thirds per start. Can you describe to us the the inner competition among the five starters on the Cardinals? I know you do it. You've talked about this before. But is there a sense that, okay, 
if uh, if KK did it last night, John Gann says, I want to do it tonight. If Flaherty did it last night, Adam is saying, I want to do it tonight. Does it work that way? Oh, yeah, and we all want to be the best. We always we all want to be the number one in those five, you know, and, and uh, the, the, the thing, though, is we're all also at the same time rooting for each other big time. You know, I'll look at Flaherty and say something like, hey, don't let me get a lead now. If I get a lead with these strikeouts, I'm not letting it go, you know. And then him, oh, really? Oh, okay. Oh, is that what it's going to be? Yeah, that's how it's going to be. <laughs> going into the uh, going into the season, I, I just just I told him, hey, with these wins, I'm, I'm listen. I'm a winner. Don't let me get a win a lead in these wins because I'm not looking back. And he uh, he didn't. He's four and zero, and I'm zero and three. I didn't know he was going to take all the runs with him when he pitched, but, um, you know, that's a, that's very, we have a, a really healthy relationship between all five, almost six guys now, um, where we all want to be number one, but we all want the other guys to be number one. Also. I remember last spring, not this past one when we weren't there, but the spring before when you had told us about how at the all-star break, you started the contest for strike one, who could get the most strike ones. Are, are you guys doing something like that now? Because, boy, you guys as a group are sure getting a lot of first-pitch strikes. No, we're not doing anything like that. But what, what we are doing is realizing where our struggles came from. And the beginning of the season when we had, you know, about two weeks in a row of tons of deep counts, tons of 1-0 counts, you know, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to look at it and go, all right, guys, you need to step it up. You need to change your whole situation because what we did in spring training really well, we got a hit ahead of batters. We got uh, into good counts. We got quick outs and we just flipped that right into the season and uh, just did the exact opposite. So that's, but you know, baseball is a crazy funny game. I mean, things usually come around when you, when you have talent, things usually come around to where they're supposed to be. So, um, we knew, you know, we were getting crushed in the media, which we should have been, by the way. It's not like, a, you know, it's not like we were all arguing. No, we're, we've been pitching way better. No, it's not, it's not the way it, had, it was. You know, we had a couple of innings where we had some bad luck. But other than that, we put ourselves into a lot of really bad spots. So just part of being a competitor, part of being a professional is being a good self-evaluator. And what we did early, we needed to do better, and we've been doing that better lately. Well, you know, I, I love the old school attitude that you have about complete games. And I, I started covering the, the team back in the 80s. And Danny Cox, who's as old school as old school gets, he, he loved the complete game. John Tudor loved the complete game. I love the fact that it meant so much to you the other night, even though the team didn't win the game. But getting 27 outs is important to you. Yeah, well, you know, one of my teammates earlier in the year said something that that uh, kind of challenged me. Didn't even know he did it, but he said, "You know, I remember a couple of years ago when when Wayno was pitching. You know, you knew you had the night off if you were a, if you were on the bench as a bench player. You knew you weren't getting in, and if you were on the bench as a as a bullpen guy, you knew you weren't getting in." And I was like, "Man, I love hearing that, but at the same time." I hate hearing that that's not me anymore, you know? So, um, that was a good challenge. He, he, the, the guy I'm referencing right now doesn't even know he did anything to make me fired up, but he fired me up. So I appreciate it. And apparently I needed to beat that way. So, um, 
you know, I know I'm, I'm a little older fellow, but I also know that I still expect to be great. And I still expect to carry the team into deep innings, give myself and my team a, a great chance to win, even though I can't remember the last time I got a win. I know they said last night Carlos hadn't won a game since 18, so he had me beat. But I, I lost, the, I think I lost my last start in 19, and all the starts in spring training, I got no wins. And all the starts this year, I got no wins. You know, this year in spring training, I had like a one ERA, didn't get any wins. I'm like, come on, dude. So, uh, it's it's a baseball is a funny game. You know, it will cycle back into where it's supposed to be, just like we talked about a minute ago. But it ebbs and flows and punches you in the gut, and you got to get back up and learn how to to take that on the chin and keep rolling. So, you know, the baseball. There's just a way like that. The one of the reasons I'm still playing is because there's a competition level that I can't get anywhere else. You know, there's a there's that inner there's that inner competition going. How how good can I be? And then there's that that exterior competition where I look at our fan base and go, I want to bring a championship to this team, to this city. So we still got that going. I've still got that going. And that's why I'm still playing. Um, Adam, I saw these comments earlier in the week and I couldn't wait to ask you about them. You're the first person I thought of when I saw this. I don't know if you saw the the Dodgers Padres series was just great. And Fernando Tatis Jr. hit a home run off of Trevor Bauer. And as he was circling the bases, he covered his eye. He he rubbed it in just a little bit. And post game, Trevor Bauer said, if you give up a homer, a guy should celebrate it. It's hard to hit in the big leagues. I'm all for it. And I think it's important that the game moves in that direction. And we stop throwing at people because they celebrated having some success on the field. And I really want to get your take on that. Do you agree with that? Do you disagree? What's your thought about players celebrating when they hit a home run? Yeah, I mean, I think there's a professional way to do it. I mean, but, you know, I've never I've never been a look at a guy after he hits a ball off me kind of guy. I mean, I've had I've had lots of teammates that that, that really chapped their hide, you know, but uh, I, I'm always watching the ball. I never catch what they're doing unless they're standing there for a really long time. I'm all for guys having fun in the box, having fun playing baseball. Having, you know, if I'm if I make a big strikeout, you've seen me do it over the years. If I make a big strikeout in a big situation, I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna get a little fist pump in there. You know, a guy hits a home run off me, he wants to drop a little fist pump. I'm okay with that. Now, if he's gonna do cartwheels all around the stadium, you know, then we might have a problem. But I think there's good ways to to have fun and and go out there and celebrate. And you know, you can do a little bat flip, whatever. It doesn't bother me, not at all. Especially if you know if you're going to be a pitcher like Trevor, I think he would he would he would admit you know he likes celebrating the the things he does too. So uh, if you're going to celebrate the things you do as a pitcher, you got to be able to to take it when the hitter does it also. Adam, speaking of fun, that's one of the great things about big league impact is that in addition to being able to help out people that really need a lot of help. Those of us that contribute to and help with big league impact, you make it fun for us. Say that one more time. I'm sorry, you broke up. Yeah, no problem. It's when people participate in Big League Impact, whether it's with the the All In campaign or whether it's the fantasy football. We were involved, of course, a couple of weeks ago in the karaoke contest. People that are involved with Big League Impact, they have a good time too. Yeah, that's the key, man. You know that one of the things that that we when we first set out to create big league impact 2013 my brother and I what we wanted to do was create an experience that was unique um that that you couldn't just get anywhere that that was uh totally uh, kind of a one of a kind experience i mean you know when you come and draft with us at the stadium and and have a fantasy draft and play with us all year throughout the fantasy season you know with your with the with the athletes in the room with you that that doesn't happen everywhere and 
you know, I love golf tournaments and, and galas. I didn't part of all of them. I led a, a golf tournament for eight years in a gala, you know, for, for all eight of those years also. And, um, yeah, I, I love those things. They raise, they raise a lot of money, but I was tired of doing the same old things that everybody else did. And that's why we created big league impact to, to do unique experiences while we've had karaoke competitions over the years. And, and, uh, this year we're going to have a trivia night and all kinds of, all kinds of different stuff. So we have fun with it. And, and the key is if we're going to go out there and raise money and hang out together, might as well have fun together doing it. That's why, uh, that's, that was one of the biggest, um, reasons we did that back in the day. And people can check out bigleagueimpact.org, check out the hashtag all win and make a contribution and help the world like Adam is doing. Hey, it's always good to talk to you. Thank you so much. By the way, you think you'll play tonight? Oh, I, I, I've learned my lesson over the years. <laughs> you know, you, uh, you always got to assume that you're going to play. But, you know, the, the funny thing about St. Louis is we get these big drops, these big Midwest drops that <laughs> – that, that feel like they're going to knock you out, you know, when, when, uh, when they hit you, those things, uh, those things seem to dissipate around Bush stadium for whatever reason. And when they don't, especially when it gets really hot, the, those storm clouds will dissipate around that hot cement around the city it says, uh, that's what Billy tells me from the, from the uh, grounds crew there at Bush stadium. But, um, I don't know. I, I think, you know, I'm just convinced God's a Cardinal fan. He wants to see baseball and, and, uh, Daddy. And hold on, baby. I'm, I'm doing it now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hi. This, is my, this, this is my little Sadie bug right here. Hi, say Sadie. Hi, hi Sadie. <laughs> She's been tapping me the whole time. Wanting to say hi. <laughs> um, but yeah, you got to be prepared to play. And, and, uh, Hey, I wanted to want, comment one thing on the, uh, on the all win campaign that, um, we're doing, uh, to big league impact. We're going, uh, to help local St. Louis this year through crisis aid community outreach program. And uh, we're trying to end hunger in St. Louis. So uh, if you want to check that out, it's Crisis Aid's Community Helping Community Program. It helps churches uh, re-engage and, and also people in their community re-engage with their communities to go out and do great things and help feed people. It's person-to-person, neighbor-to-neighbor. Um, there's 19 community partners feeding 4,000 families a month. And the goal is to feed 10,000 families a month. So if you want to check that out, it's on the All Win campaign on, on bigleagueimpact.org. Uh, we'd love to have people join in with us. That'd be great. We appreciate what you do, and we'll talk to you again next Wednesday. Thanks, Adam. Oh, you want to say bye? Bye. Bye, Sadie. Bye, have Sadie. a great day. <laughs> yeah. That is Wednesdays with Wayno on 101 ESPN. And Chick-fil-A is a proud sponsor of Wednesdays with Wayno. Don't forget that on Wednesday, today, you should stop by your local Chick-fil-A and enjoy an ice-cold Sunjoy. Chick-fil-A donating a portion of the proceeds of Sunjoy Wednesdays to support big league impact through the baseball regular season. Sunjoy, the new name for their Arnold Palmer drink at Chick-fil-A. When you think about something that brings out the best in us, it usually involves helping someone else. By donating plasma at a Griffel Center, you can help save millions of lives and show your good side to the world. You'll join thousands of people who donate safely each week, so patients get the plasma-derived medicines they rely on. And you'll be rewarded up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com. The South Dakota Stories, Volume 3. It was my first time traveling alone. Packed my car with hiking boots, a camera, and my dog, Randy. I don't know what I was searching for. Maybe it was something new with adventure. Maybe it was the idea of vacation I would never expect. 
filled with wildlife, national parks, rivers, whatever it was I set out to find, it was all there and more. Because there's so much South Dakota, so little time. <laughs> 